Tonight's show, I am JT, a.k.a. The Master, and as always, joined by my fellow Jersey guy called uh, Jeff the Joker. We make up uh, two-thirds of the F- uh, FSP crew show. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll relay that to you again. 347-637-3220 is the place to be if you wanted to talk to Jeff or me. We got a great show in store for you tonight. And you know what? This is apropos. I, I saw this on here and let's see if it's going to play for me, but it's apropos for what's been taking place. And that's what I'm talking about. Talking about free agents, you know, I got the skill. Teams, you got to come and get it. And come and get it, they did. Talking about being the moneymakers. There's a lot of people out there. Um, I see, could just say, there's a lot of players out there, not people, a lot of players out there that hit the free agency market and, for lack of a better word, got paid. I mean, really, really, really got paid. And Jeff and I are going to talk about as many of them as we possibly can. Um, He's got quite a few just on his favorite football team. And without further ado, let me bring in my man, uh, my fellow Jersey guy, like I always say, uh, Double J, Jeff the Joker. What's up, my man? Hey, what's going on, Jerry? Nothing much, man. Nothing much. Well, I can't say that. A lot's been going on. I think uh, when you heard what was going on uh, with your favorite NFL team and what I heard what was going on and saw what was going on with my favorite NFL team, um, I can probably rest assured that a smile got put on your face just like it got put on mine and that my team and your team um, decided to jump out there with both feet and try to help their team uh, with some experienced players, but they had to pay uh, $200 million, uh, all told, for the players that 
um, the Giants signed, and uh, uh, with no, I would have to say the uh, Houston Texans uh, did did the. did a lot also. Um, but let's just, I'm going to, I got a list here. I'm going to run down some of these players um, that the, uh, and talk about each one of these. Now that supposedly the top running back on the board, free agent wise, was Doug Martin. Um, his old team was the Buccaneers uh, up until last season. I think maybe the first season that he was in the league, um, and and now um, this, this past season, he was able for the most part to stay healthy, and being able to stay healthy at age twenty seven, quite naturally, you know that once he gets to page thirty, page once he gets to age thirty, uh, more than likely. Uh, He's not going to um, uh, uh, see the full value of this contract. But he made a five-year deal, $35 million, $10 million guaranteed. What's your thoughts? (laughs) Uh, I'll tell you, uh, yeah. Uh, you got a kid, even a grandkid. You got a, you got a, you got a son. You got to show him how to throw the football. Uh, yeah, uh, we're going we're, we're to get yeah. to them. Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of, a lot of this, uh, you know, it's like uh, uh, that movie uh, Brewster's Millions. You know, when uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, somebody, some of these guys got money. Uh, what did they say? Uh, burning a hole in their pockets. Um, uh, I can't believe, you know, uh, Denver losing two quarterbacks. Um, so now they're talking to uh, Fitzpatrick, who hasn't re-signed with the Jets yet, which to me, you know, uh, and Fitzpatrick's coming off a very good year. Uh, but, you know, he's no dummy. His agent is no bun- dummy. He wants to get paid as much as he can. Um and uh, he'd be foolish not to listen to Denver. Uh, uh, I'll tell you, though, I, I like him in Denver. I think he's a much better fit than Kaepernick because supposedly they're interested in Kaepernick and him in a trade. Uh, but uh, I'll tell you, you know, Houston is very poor at quarterback this past year. They needed somebody. But man, that money for Osweiler. I mean, at least in Denver, he already knows the system and whatever. Uh, but man, you know, they, they gave a lot of money to a cat with seven uh, career starts. And uh, I can't blame him for taking the money. Okay. So, getting back to Doug Martin, what's your thoughts about Doug Martin going uh, Doug back Martin, to. Uh, yeah, you know, the thing is. If it's the Doug Martin of 2015 and his rookie year, it's a good deal. If it's the Doug Martin of the two years in between, it's not a good deal. And I was a little surprised, you know, because that position has been a little devalued. But, uh, you know, they I guess they like what they saw. And, uh, you know, um, it worked out well for him. Let's move on to a team that has the most money in the cap. 
and one of the players that was highly highly uh, sought after um in this 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 uh, um year of free agency and that's um uh, the defensive lineman uh and and a pass rusher which was in high priority um and one of the, one of the things that uh, Gus Bradley's defense needed um to help shore up one uh, a part of their defense I'm talking about the Jaguars signing a very young guy from the Super Bowl winning team of the Denver Broncos. Now he goes to the Jaguars. Talking about Malik Jackson, he signed a six-year deal up to $90 million with $42 million guaranteed. Um, What's your thoughts on Malik Jackson? Yeah, you know, uh, we talked about this last week. Yeah. They do need some help on our defense. And unfortunately, the, the downside of a Super Bowl win is you get raided. And the Dolphins, the, the Broncos are getting raided for sure. Yep. And next in line, uh, a Baltimore Raven. We, some of these guys we talked about last week, Jeff, and it's ironic that these guys um, left their old team and decided to uh, get paid. And uh, uh, guard tackle Kalichi Osamale, uh, we talked about him last week. Uh, he was on the Ravens. Um, his new team is now the Raiders. Uh, he is also 26. He signed a deal for for five years, $60 million. And he could play either guard or tackle um, because he's that um, versatile. What's your thoughts on Kalichi Oso? Yeah, um, another thing with the cap is, you know, when you you pay big bucks to a quarterback uh, like Flacco, you can't afford to sign other guys. Uh, And uh, maybe one of these years, if the Raiders keep going in the right direction, they might actually make the playoffs. Raiders were were another team that had a lot of cap money. Um, and uh, as we go down here, I think the Raiders will be involved in a few more free agency dro- uh, um, signings. Another guy we talked about, um, he opted out of his contract. Um, seems like there's a mass exodus, or I wouldn't say exodus, but a, a, a purge in um, Cleveland. And this center, Alex Mack, uh, an old Cleveland Brown, he's 30 years old. His new team is the uh, Falcons. And they can use a very good um, center in Alex Mack. He signed a deal for five years, $47.5 million. Now, it doesn't tell me, like I said, that Austin Millet and, and uh, Mack, if there's um, any uh, guaranteed money. Um, but um, uh, but he also signed, like I said, a five-year deal, $47.5 million. That's quite naturally, that's like uh, a little over $9 million a year. Um um, for a center. What's your thoughts on that? Going to you know, the Falcons. My God. You, you see, you see these guys leaving Cleveland. They're like, hey, that's some good talent. But it's like, hey, they weren't winning with those guys. But I'm mm-hmm. curious with Cleveland now signing. Uh, they got a baseball executive running things. If they got some kind of new uh, game plan, you know, maybe they're gonna really, you know, I, I hate this term. you know, uh, you know. Yeah, strip it down to build it up, whatever, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe they got some kind of crazy, uh, you know, what uh, what do they call that in baseball? With you know, uh, uh, not Dianetics, whatever they call it. Um, you know, what they call it Analytic? baseball with analytics, the yeah, Dianetics. Yeah, it's about the same thing. Right. Uh, uh, it's like a cult. So you wonder what's going on over there. I mean, they lost Travis Benjamin too. I mean, you know, uh, he really flashed early. And he, who knows? I mean, I really like him for next year to, you know, continue to develop. And he's in, uh, you know, of course, I'm thinking of the fantasy ramifications. He, he might be the top receiver in uh, San Diego next year. So, mm-hmm. uh, and, and despite the many problems in Cleveland, they did have a couple of decent linemen. Uh, and, uh, you know, Alex Mack is one of them. I mean, you know, who, who's left on that squad? Right. All right. We have uh, another team. This happens to be, uh, right in your uh, neighborhood, guy was a dot dynamite um, end, uh, a sack artist, and uh, I can't believe they. In fact, Miami because they picked up somebody. They picked up Mario Williams, and we'll get to that. Had this guy as a transitional tag, and they took the transitional tag off of him in order for him to be a free agent. And as soon as he they did that, your team stepped right up to the plate. The Giants took this guy from the Dolphins, age 25. I mean, pretty much in the prime of his career, and gave him a five-year deal, $85 million, and $52.5 million guaranteed. And I'm talking about none other than the defensive end now going to be into the Big Apple, playing for the New York Giants, Olivier Vernon. What's your thoughts on that, Jeff? Yeah, Giants made quite a splash. Uh, they usually keep a low-profile uh, during free agency, but this is Jerry uh, Reese's uh, their GM, uh, his last shot. I think uh, so, you know, he, his recent drafts have been poor, so he gets a chance to try to fix it with the free agency. And uh, I, I really like the guys he's bringing in because uh, everybody knows they need a pass rush. They, they were drafting great, but that kind of petered out. Um, they also uh, signed a corner, uh, Javaris Jenkins. They signed uh, Damon Harrison, from the Jets, uh, defensive tackle to shore up the run defense. They also uh, reached a one-year agreement with Jason Pierre-Paul, which I think was, uh, you know, it's less than, you know, uh, that he'd be making if he didn't have that uh, that accident. But uh, they, they worked out something. And, uh, you know, hopefully he'll continue to improve. Uh, you know, he has to adjust his game now after uh, losing that finger. Um but I, I, I like these guys because uh, uh, sometimes you got to be careful in the free agency. And the question is, why are these guys available? Sometimes it's, it's because the team just doesn't have the money, and sometimes there's other reasons. But when you you know you're bringing in young quality guys like uh, Olivier Vernon, um, those guys uh, frequently don't hit free agency. So I, I really like these guys. Uh, uh, I mean, Giants still have some needs. Uh, you know, they need another receiver. I know they, they uh, work something out with Cruz, but they, they can't count on him. 
I don't know if they're going to re-sign Randall, but uh, he he was nothing special last year. But uh, yeah, yeah, I I was uh, very happy yesterday about seeing some of these giant signings. All right, well, let's move on to a team that's staying in the AFC East. More did, did, didn't look like he fit into the Rex Ryan type of defense. Um, there was grumblings uh, later in the season. Um, about uh, just that, not fitting into the defense. And um, they released him, former number one pick from the Houston Texans. Now he's moving on to the Dolphins, and the reason why they that uh, the transitional tag was uh, removed from Olivier Nor- Vernon was because that the um, Miami Dolphins signed, like I said, the former number one pick, uh, Mario Williams, who was had a down year um, last year, but now he's going to be um, um, partnering up with and Dominic Sue and Cameron Wake on that uh, uh, all-star front. He gets uh, he and he's a little older. He's 31 years old, but he's not. I don't think he's passed over over the hill yet. Only a two-year deal, seventy-two million dollars, and nothing is guaranteed on that. What's your thoughts on that? You know, when when he's healthy, he feels like uh, Mario Williams is pretty good. I mean, I, I thought he was the kind of guy the Giants would be speaking to, which hoped for the best, but they really got somebody younger and uh, I think with a, a better attitude. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, a good example, a very well-run team, the Packers, they don't do much in free agency, but they, they did it right last year. You know, they had a very specific need. And they uh, they signed uh, Julius Peppers and boom worked out great for them. So uh, you know this might be uh, you know a good fit for Miami. Uh, I think though they gotta you know I think Sue is a head case, but uh, you know him playing on the same line with uh, Williams, you know they could get some real heat on the passer. All right, I'm moving on to a guy reuniting with his old coach. Um, Played on a Super Bowl uh, winning team this past year. Uh, I'm talking about Danny Trevathan, uh, another Bronco, um, getting a payday. Moving on to his old coach that got um, fired last year. That's why Gary Kubiak was the uh, um, Super Bowl winning coach this year. Talking about John Fox um, pairing up or Danny Trevathan going to, with his old coach in the Chicago. He gets a four-year deal worth $28 million, and he's only 25 years old. Um, very good in, in, in overall speed and, and a, a very good run defensive uh, uh, linebacker. Uh, what's your thoughts on Mr. Trevathan taking his uh, um, skill set from uh, Colorado to the Chicago Bears? Yeah, that Bears defense can use some help, and Trevathan uh, is a good, uh, good IDP guy. Uh, he gets a lot of tackles. I had him on a league, uh, so uh, yeah, the, you know the Broncos are getting raided. You know, I'll tell you, you know the NFL with the salary cap, it's the price they had to pay to make labor peace. But I almost wish they didn't have such a hard cap, so you know teams could match offers and keep guys, but if that was the case, uh, their payrolls would be through the roof, and God knows how uh, high the ticket prices would be. Uh, 
you know. But, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, the player wants to keep the team, you know, keep the, the player wants to stay with the team, the team wants the player, the fans like the guy, but, you know, they just, they, they can't work it out financially, you know. I, I mean, I'm sure the Dolphins wanted to keep guys like Trevathan, but, you know, they got to make these hard choices. Yeah. Uh, this guy, he's probably uh, the oldest guy in on the free agency um, that moved from one team to the next. In fact, moved from one arch ri- to to an arch rival, I should say. Um, thirty eight years old. He's been in the league for quite a while. He wanted to return to his native Bay Area, and like I said, he did he did that going to the his arch rival and you know, the the Chiefs' arch rival in Oakland. Um, he had a, had a strong season um, playing opposite uh, um, Marcus Peters, and he gives the Raiders the uh, big shutdown type they desperately needed. I'm talking about a cornerback, uh, Sean Smith, who got paid four years for $40 million. So as a, as a DB, and he's 38 years old, which is really old for a DB. Um, he gets four years, $40 million, and Raiders are one of the other teams uh, I talked to. Uh, the Jaguars, the Raiders are one of the t- teams at the top five, if I'm not mistaken, that have the most cap space. And the Raiders and the Jaguars um, w- were not shy and said they were going to be shy in spending the money. And they gave uh, the Raiders gave Sean Smith $40 million for four years. Quite naturally, I say he probably plays for one or two years, and that other money is out the door He'll never see it. What's your thoughts? Yeah, you know, you bring up an interesting point that uh, uh, some teams, maybe even some divisions, really like to sign division rivals, you know, mm-hmm. because, you know, I remember uh, George Steinbrenner, he liked to sign players away from the Yankees rivals, you know, yep. uh Mm-hmm. And because I guess the thing is, you're not just hopefully improving your team. Uh, you, you know, you're hurting your, you know, your opponent. Uh, and you know, also something you see is uh, sometimes uh, uh, a guy will have a big game against the team, and then uh, if his contract is up, that team will sign him. I guess to figure, hey, you know, you can't beat him, uh, join him, you know. Um, so uh, I didn't realize Sean Smith was that old. I mean, he's a young man, but mm-hmm. for football, he, he's older. Yes, um, he is. And uh, but yeah, that's been going on ever since NFL started free agency. So uh, you know, I, I hate to say, you know, towards the end of his life, uh, Al Davis was not doing a good job of running that team, and uh, he should have let other people do it. But. Uh, Hopefully his son is uh, delegating a lot of that to uh, qualified people. Uh, I mean, that son, I'll tell you, though, he looks like a real Galvone. It looks like he cuts his own hair. But, you know, who knows? Maybe he could still be a good executive. All right, let's move on to two guys you already had talked about. Um, But we'll talk about them again because both of these guys are 27 years old. Both of them signed a five-year deal. One came from the Jets. The other one came from the Rams. Um, like I said, one's coming and move just to 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 uh, from a green and white to red, blue, and white, uh, which is the uh, Giants' colors. 
and, and one is, you know, both these guys, uh, one more than the other. Uh, these are huge pickups for you guys. Um, Giants and Jerry Reese did a hell of a job picking these guys up, along with Olivier Vernon. Um, great spot. Uh, uh, Steve Spagnolia has no excuses now. Let me put it that way. Giants are one of the other teams that had a lot of cap space. No excuses that this defense should be ranked last or next to last or whatever because you're picking up free agent signings like these guys, um, Olivier Vernon, Damon Harrison from the Jets, Janoris Jenkins, a cornerback with much-needed help in the back end of that defense with another nice pass rush. Um, Damon Harrison signs five years, $46.25 million. Janoris Jenkins, five years, um, $62.5 million. And like I said, both these guys are basically in their prime of their career is 27 years old. What's your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, yeah, my, my thing is I don't want to get my expectations too high. You know, this isn't going to be the return. You of, should. Uh, you should. Well, it's going to be better. These guys but are. You, you, these you guys, gotta be realistic. These and guys are pro bowl players, man. Start. You know, uh, you, you don't want to get too excited. I mean, you, you gotta have some restraint. I, I'll tell you, you know, you know, sometimes with the free agency, I know sometimes teams get a compensatory pick, but uh, sometimes, you know, it's almost like if a team drafts well and they develop a player well. They get penalized because someone else gets to reap the benefits, you know, uh, especially if a guy wasn't, you know, really took his lumps his first couple of years. But I do like the fact that it's veterans getting paid instead of a few years ago when, you know, uh, unproven rookies were getting tons of money. I mean, the rookies are still getting paid, but at least now it's better distributed, I think. You know, at least uh, teams are paying for proven guys, not, you know, tens of millions to uh, unproven rookies. Well, that's what I'm saying. These guys are um, been in the league for a little bit, um, yeah. have shown um, how good they are. Uh, some of these are pro bowl players, uh, and it was their time to get paid, and they did. So, they, in my opinion – in that case, you expect uh, uh, you you expect well you have high expectations because these guys have um, in most in a lot of cases exceeded their their draft position and have been very good performers in past years, and you get this collection of players put together that level of whether it's on the offense or defensive side should be elevated because the fact is these guys are exceptional talents for the respective positions. So, and uh, speaking of um, getting paid, quarterback, one of the quarterbacks that were in free agent and and a very highly sought quarterback, um, probably the most sought quarterback in this, this free agency class didn't, a lot of people didn't think they had a shot uh, at, at the, um, um, picking up this guy because it was, I guess, assumed that the Denver Broncos coming off a Super Bowl championship, this guy would naturally sign with uh, um, the, the same team that he uh, was drafted under, that he sat back for four years and, and, and waited for his turn and learned as much as he could uh, in those four years. 
and uh, the few years that he had with Peyton Manning, he was learning. He's only 25 years old. Uh, he's only had five, uh, excuse me, seven starts, eight appearances in, in, in a, a football game, but six eight with a rocket arm um, and pretty accurate. Even though he had a high um, percentage of uh, interceptions, ten interceptions I think he had uh, six. Uh, no, excuse me, ten touchdowns and six interceptions. If I'm not mistaken, if I got my numbers right. Um, and quite naturally, he's coming over from Broncos to my team, and I have high expectations for this kid because I think uh, if if the Houston Texans, with the who and what quarterbacks over the last two years, could get to nine and seven, um, mainly on the defense, um, this should be a big shot in the arm for the offense, uh, along with um, the other piece that we'll talk about. Uh, on the offensive side, uh, I got high expectations for the kid, and I think he he he'll, he's going to meet my expectations. Um, as long as he's able to cut down, uh, pick up on a uh, um, the offensive philosophy of Bill O'Brien, I think Brian uh, Brock Osweiler, who's only 25 years old, who signed a four years, 72 million dollar contract, um, is a uh, uh, Expensive, yes, because like I said, he's only had eight appearances, seven starts in the NFL. Um, but um, it's not like he's getting thrown in, uh, coming off the bench and never played. Um, he's he, he's had some grooming and he's and he's played well uh, when he was in there. So, what's your thoughts, Jeff? Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I thought. I don't know how to put it. He had the most value in Denver because of the familiarity with the system. But, you know, hey, when money talks, you know, uh, he's set for life now. Uh, I don't know how good of a fit he is in Houston. Uh, You know, he spent the entire first three years of his career on the bench, which I think he was only, uh, I think, one season as a full-time starter in college, maybe a little more. But it's not like he had full four years as a starter in college. Uh, that's old news now. Uh, but uh, I'll tell you, well, it's so funny. This seems like old news now. Uh, uh, Peyton Manning officially retired earlier this week. So if Osweiler was smart, he learned a lot from uh, Peyton. But some things you got to learn by doing. So, uh, you know, he, I guess Houston is, is, is uh, got real tired of uh, the quarterback play last year. But, uh I I mean, you know, based on a limited body of work, I, you know, I, I, I can't say that uh, Osweiler is the guy. I guess, you know, it, it's, it, you know, uh, we're going to see where early if he could take the heat because, you know, the fans aren't, you know, aren't stupid. They know how much he's making. And if yep. he starts off the season slow, he's going to get booed like crazy. Uh, but, uh, hey, you know. That, that comes with it. When you sign on the line, you know that's part of it, you know. Well, let me put it this way, Jeff. And, and I don't know if you knew this, but I, I knew this. And, and I didn't really know it. Well, I, I didn't know it until I looked. Uh, I, I, I saw it on um, one of the websites, uh, uh, either a comment or whatever, that the Denver Broncos and the Houston Texans play each other this year. 
whether it's going to be uh, on opening night or some other time in the, in the in, in, during the NFL season for those two. Um, but they they play each other this season, so it should be very interesting. Um, and probably, I would say must see TV. But I, I would think they would gain a little bit more viewers to see what happens between whoever the starting quarterback for the Broncos and their former thought to be their starting quarterback going into the 2016 uh, now at Houston Texans quarterback Brock Osweiler. Both these two teams have very good defenses. Both of them are top five. I think uh, overall the Texans were three and the Broncos were one. Um, And now the Broncos are in a position that the Texans were in um, previously, needing a quarterback. Um, So we'll see what happens. Uh, It should be pretty interesting. But speaking of interesting and – whether I, I, I was whether I'm a fan or a former fan of this team, I had to scratch my head when the New York Jets decided to sign a 30 year old back, um, who, in my opinion, had, had <clears throat> excuse me, had a lot of tread on the tire, and because Chris Ivory, now we'll get to that. Chris Ivory went to Jacksonville earlier. They decided to get a veteran replacement in Matt Forte. Quite naturally, Chris Ivey versus Matt Forte. Forte is a lot more versatile. Um, he 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 brings a lot into the passing game, um, but he doesn't have the power pop or power running pop that um, Chris Ivey does. Um, but he's a thirty-year-old back, and I have, I have to question how much does he have left in the tank. What's your thoughts? You know, uh, I've heard both sides of it. I mean, they do save a couple million on it, which I think is something they're trying to do. And they did re-sign Bilal Powell. They signed Kiri Robinson from the Saints. So I don't think they're going to ask Forte to carry the whole load. I assume he'd be – I think he'd be more than just a third down back, but he will at least be the third down back because he's an excellent receiver. Um They'd be smart, you know, to put him in on the goal line, too, and make a short yardage and then, you know, get the other guys involved in it. Uh, uh, you know, uh, and the thing is, you know, uh, I'd be younger, but I'll tell you, some of these guys who run as hard as he do, they they don't last long. You know, he, you know, uh, he, who knows? I mean, you know, Marion Barber didn't last too long in the league. I mean, that guy, you know, ran similar, you know. Um, mm-hmm. um so, uh, you know, and I think, you know, uh, Ivory might wear down late in the season because of his uh, aggressive running style. So, uh, I don't know. It didn't sound like too shabby of a move, you know. Uh made me think uh, some other people think of uh, when the, the Jets signed uh, Ladanian late in his career. But that's hopefully that's exactly fans, what I thought of. It, it, it's not like uh, back in the, you know, um, trying to think like in the 90s they were signing guys like way past their prime like you know with like you know it, you know bringing in guys to finish their careers like you know and these are some great players but just well past their prime you know guys like Art Monk and Ronnie Law and, and the, day, the Jets were always a day late and a dollar short with those guys uh and, and a lot of other guys of lesser stature but uh I don't know you know I think 
Forte, there's a good shot. He's got a, a year left in him at least. <clears throat> yeah, you know, uh, 30-year-old back, I uh, don't understand why the Jets would need to have to, to um, sign somebody like that when they can probably get somebody uh, in a draft. They signed below Powell and Kerry Robinson. What's you know? What's the sense of signing signing a thirty year old back? Um, uh, it 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 it's just a strange signing to me, but it is what it is. Um, speaking of not being a strange signing and keeping, um, I wouldn't say he's an old man, but keeping a reliable um, and still productive guy within the fold, even though the Chiefs have lost some draft picks because of tampering uh, 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 last year with Jeremy Macklin. The, um, he wasn't a, a free agent, but they decided to keep him. I'm talking about Derek Johnson. Doesn't move. He was a, he was a free agent. Um, he's only he, – well, I didn't say only. He is 33, which is um, an older linebacker. But, he, like I said, he's still productive. Signed a three-year deal worth twenty-one million dollars, and I can honestly think—not that I know anything—but I can honestly think that maybe two years of this deal he'll see, and the last one it's bye-bye. What's your thoughts on uh, Mr. Um, Derek Johnson signing a twenty-one million dollar deal, which is like yeah, that's you know you kind of have to read between the lines with a lot of these deals, the you know. The money's loaded at the front or the back, mm-hmm. um, and that might be the case with him. Uh, yeah, he's one of the older linebackers in the league, but uh, you know some of these guys, uh, you know, like James Harrison, some of these guys could stick around for a while. So uh, you know they they see the film. So uh, if he's good last year, you know, uh, you know, hopefully for them, uh, it's, he'll be there at least another year. And let's move on to this other guy. I talked about another piece that the uh, Houston Texans signed, um, which this, in my opinion, um, is going to help out the quarterback immensely. Immensely. Guy's got relatively low mileage on his legs. He's just like Brock Osweiler, 24 years old. Plenty of uh, running still left in those legs, and he's not a hammer, so he doesn't that that doesn't escalate his um uh running running back years. Uh quite naturally he got rid of Arian Foster because quite naturally he was ter- he was he was 30 going to be 30 this year coming off an Achilles. So the Texans stepped up and picked off um uh, uh Lamar Miller who averaged 4.5 uh yards a carry. That's his uh, um his uh career average. Uh, and uh, 24 years old, so him and Brock are, are jumping into this team, uh, and basically, probably in their prime, prime of their career, uh, four years, 26 million dollars, uh, with a, a running back who has very low mileage and is was lightly used for whatever reason last year. What's your thoughts on uh, a new workhorse in, in Texas? Yeah, uh, looks like uh, Miller could be a getting ready for a big year. And, and some of this looks like, uh, you know, musical chairs because uh, Miami signed uh, C.J. Anderson to an offer, which I guess he was a transition player because the Broncos have five days to match it. 
but I think it's a lot of money up front, so uh, Denver Knight might not be able to match it. So it uh, uh, looks like Anderson might be uh, moving down to Miami. Okay. All right. I, I think you're right. I think um, he, he looks like he's in for a big year. I think Brian wants to uh, uh, run the ball and not put put the ball that much into the air, even though he it, it is a um, – Offensive-minded coach and most offensive-minded coaches like to put the ball in the air. Um, so we'll wait and see what happens. Um, maybe a uh, um, a steal fantasy-wise. Um, you never know. Um, let's move on to uh, the set we talked about before, Mr. Chris Ivory. A couple of times we talked about him. He's 27, okay? Um, he's a power runner, like you know. Um, he's going to team up with T.J. Yeldon. Now, that hurts T.J. Yeldon's value because now these two guys uh, are going to be thunder and lightning. Uh, I would think that the lightning would be uh, T.J. Yeldon probably between the 20s. And when the red zone uh, or goal line happens, you put in uh, Mr. Chris Ivory. Um, who knows how that's going to shake out? Ivory is 27 years old. He goes from the Jets to the Jaguars, gets a five-year deal, $32.5 million. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, it, you know, it could be the case. But, you know, Yeldon's pretty good. I mean, if Yeldon's hot, they might, you know, just make uh, Ivory the backup. I, I, I'm i fairly certain I heard, and this is really not very noteworthy, they got rid of a real dud uh, and this is the kind of guy you got to watch out for in free agency, Toby Gerhardt, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, ineffective and injury-prone. That's a very bad combination. Yes. Okay. Um, we move on to the Vikings, who um, decided to take a, a very good player from the um, 49ers. He's 28 years old. These guys, these guys seem like they're in the prime of their career and, and could be extremely beneficial. 49ers are, are, are a team that has a lot of cap space, but um, I guess of being very judicious on how they spend it, the Vikings decided to pick Alex Spoon, a guard from the uh, 49ers, another uh, nasty interior run blocker for Adrian Peterson. Uh, four years, twenty six million point eight. Excuse me, twenty six point eight million. What's your thoughts on Mr. Alex Boone going to the uh, Minnesota Vikings? Wow, it, 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 I mean, there's a couple teams losing guys in the off season this year. Last year it was uh, uh, guys were leaving the Niners like rats jumping off the Titanic. You know? mm-hmm. uh, yep. Uh, they're losing, uh, you know, guards aren't as important as tackles, but they are important, especially if uh, you're going to run the ball. But, uh, you know, I, I wonder what's going to happen in uh, San Francisco because they really need to rebuild. And, uh, you know, I'm curious, uh, you know, how much uh, time uh, Adrian Peterson has in Minnesota left, you know, to be a top back. And, uh, you know, if uh, how Teddy Bridgewater is going to develop. But, uh yeah, you know, uh, that, you can't underestimate the importance of the offensive line. Okay. Um, let's move on to another team 
that decided to pick up, um, and I don't have his money here for some reason, um, the Raiders picked up a, a, a offensive linebacker, oh, excuse me, an outside linebacker uh, to shore up their defense. 28, came from the Seahawks. He was a one-time first-round pick. Uh, he's going to flank Khalil Mack and be more effective as a pass rusher. I'm talking about Bruce Irvin. What's your thoughts? Yeah, you know, it's uh, when, when you win, like the Seahawks have, you lose your guys. It's it's really hard to keep you know keep it together. Uh, so uh, yeah, who I mean, uh, God, when's the last time the Raiders made the playoffs? That's been a. I, I guess it was when Gruden was the head coach. Uh, I guess that was the early 2000s. Uh, that that was the last time the Raiders made the playoffs. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, how about this? Is this one is pretty interesting? Okay. Uh, I'm surprised they let him go, but uh, I can see why they let him go. Uh, I don't have his money here, but um, I can see why the Ravens picked him up. Uh, because all the all the problems they had with their tight ends, either too young and too inexperienced and not enough production from them, or um, the ones that did have experience couldn't stay healthy. So they picked up 35-year-old um, from the Saints, uh, Ben Watson. Uh, he had a very extremely, probably his best year, best uh, year in his career last year, and now he benefited moving from the Saints to the Ravens. What's your thoughts on Ben? Um, Benjamin Watson. You know, you wonder, like, uh, you know, some of these guys, these guys late in their career, one-year wonder. Uh, I mean, they drafted Max Williams pretty high last year. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, that's, that's, I don't know, that's a curious move. But uh, yeah, you never know. I guess we got to wait and see. Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, um, I'll tell you, you know, who you know, was, I wonder if it's a one-year wonder, that guy in uh, – the only guy left in Cleveland, uh, Barnage, uh, uh, you know, comes out of nowhere. And, uh, you know, there are, there have been a lot of one-year wonders in football. So, uh, you know, and, and also sometimes you sign a player away from, uh, you know, a, a Super Bowl-caliber team, and then you get that guy away from being surrounded by talent, and sometimes he, he's not as good, you know, surrounded by average players. So, uh, you know, these are, the, these are the hazards of free agency. All right. Um, this is another quarterback. That, it, it fascinates me how these guys get paid this amount of money uh, in, at, at, as a backup. And supposedly, I mean, I shouldn't say as a backup, of course, but supposedly he's going to compete with uh, uh, Sam Bradford for the starting job. He went from the Chiefs to uh, who Doug Peterson was the offensive coordinator. Now he's the head coach of the Eagles. He, they grab Chase Daniels as, as a free agent quarterback from the goes from the Chiefs to the Eagles. Um, he's 29 years old, not that old, uh, and he's three years, 21 million dollars. Uh, don't sleep on Daniel being a factor in competing for the starting job, especially because he's re, re, reunited with uh, um, Doug Peterson. What's your thoughts? You know, uh, Peterson. Um... He, I don't know if it's a correction or clarification. He he made a, some kind of statement uh, 
a little while ago that Bradford is still the number one quarterback. So uh, I guess the thing is, in the NFL, there's not a lot of job security. I I guess there's the most at quarterback because teams don't like jerking around quarterbacks. They don't platoon quarterbacks. They don't split time. But, you know, I don't. I mean, how secure can you be in your job in the NFL? Because if you really, no matter how good a quarterback you are, if you stink it up in training camp, you're going to lose the job. And especially with a new coach, you think every job is up for grabs. But Sam Bradford's the incumbent. He was okay last year. Um, you know, uh, believe me, he, he's still got to have a decent camp. Daniel uh, does not have much experience. Uh, and I think... Bradford did play in a similar system earlier in his career in in the Rams. I mean, Bradford's had obvious uh, injury problems, but I think for you know for quarterbacks, for a lot of other players too, especially quarterbacks, when you got when they're playing, you know, with these teams, they're constantly changing coordinators and players change teams. When you're playing in a different offense every year, how the hell are you supposed to develop? You know, and I think that's one of the things that's hurt Bradford because you know. Uh, I guess this is something he's familiar with, but, you know, yeah, he was quarterback last year, but it's a totally different system. And, uh, you know, looks like they're having a house cleaning in uh, Philly because they want to get rid of a lot of the, the lousy moves that uh, Chip Kelly made uh, last off season. So uh, Bradford is one of the few guys left because that was a, a deal last off season. Um but, uh, you know, the, most teams, they want it to be clear for the most part. You know, you, who's the number one quarterback is. They don't they don't usually like going into camp with a competition. So, they don't, they don't work out too well in Houston last year. But uh, I'll tell you, if I was a head coach, if I was ever in a situation, I'd say, hey, I'm going to play the best guy. If you think another guy, you know, should be playing, that's your problem. And, you know, you're going to play your butt off no matter who's starting a quarterback. And if you don't like it, you, you could have a seat on the bench next to the guy you think should be playing, you know. So, uh, you know, the, uh, I, I, I hate hearing about these, uh, you know, quarterback controversies. It's ridiculous. All right. Let's get to a couple of uh, um, divas, um, so-called divas. Um, how about uh, that little wiry uh, wide receiver that Johnny Manziel um, brought to the forefront because – and to and to the fantasy front, um, because really they had no other uh, option in Cleveland other than Gary Barnage. I'm talking about Travis Benjamin, who um, is now uh, headed from the Browns. Another guy that that's um, um, ex- exiting from uh, um, purgatory, I would guess, which is in Cleveland, going to the Chargers, um, and he's 26 years old prime of his career uh, and got paid for it. Four years, $24 million, uh, $10 million guarantee. Um, going to team up with uh, uh, um, Keenan Allen and Phillip Rivers and uh, recently signed Antonio Gates, who's going to play again, uh, still play with the uh, um, San Diego Chargers. So what's your thoughts on Travis Benjamin getting paid in San Diego? Yeah, uh, I, I think uh, he looks like uh, he could have a big year with, uh, you know, uh, Philip Rivers probably throwing him the ball. Uh, you know, first two years didn't do much in Cleveland, busted out last year, didn't have a lot of bright spots. Um, 
Uh, also, you know, he's a pretty good punt returner too. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, you know San Diego. They had uh, uh, some trouble at wide receiver uh, with injuries last year, so they needed a little new blood, and it uh, looks like they got it. And the other diva, I don't have his numbers here in front of me, but uh, I, I know that I think this guy is a. I don't know how much of a sleeper it's going to be, but I think he's going to be a, a breakout candidate um, replacing, and no one can replace, but he's he's moving in in the position or one of the positions that Calvin Johnson um, um, once had, now he, now retired. Um, talking about Marvin Jones, um, one of the two wide receivers that are leaving Cincinnati, uh, he's only 25 years old, and um, he's going to start opposite uh, Golden Tate. Uh, but I think he's waiting for his opportunity to get the chance to be the number one, and Matthew Stafford is not a bad quarterback to be throwing the f- football to, to him. What's your thoughts? Um, oh, shoot. I'm sorry. Something's going on here. I got a little distracted. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, what, what was um? What were you uh, Marvin Jones referencing? Oh Marvin yeah, Jones. you know I, I'm curious. Um, you know they they lost uh, Cincinnati lost Marvin Jones. The, the I think they lost uh, Muhammad Sanu. Uh, right. They, they got to get somebody to play across from uh, 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 AJ Green. You know, and uh, uh, it's a good opportunity if they whoever they find because uh, you know Green. Uh, gets double covered a lot, but they they got to get somebody. So uh, I, I don't think they I don't remember who their number four guy is, uh, uh, but they definitely they they got to get somebody. Okay. All right. Um, how about uh, we're staying in the NFC East? Or we're going to go to the NFC East, I should say. Um, his old and and I know the Texans wanted to keep this guy in the worst way. Um, and uh unfortunately he he uh decided to go to the uh Philadelphia Eagles at age 26 5 years 40 million dollars uh and he's a solid starter and a run blocker um and and, and the Eagles are definitely going to be running the football a lot, whether it's Ryan Matthews um or whoever they may draft in the in the upcoming draft talking about guard Brandon Brooks um, what's your thoughts on him? And then I have another guard too. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious who's going to run the ball for Philly. Uh, Ryan Matthews is okay, but they got to get someone else in there. I mean, they they got rid of uh, uh, the Demarco Murray for very little. I guess the big deal was they they wanted to unload the salary, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the, the you know these guards they're not as important as the tackles but the you know they they still they're still important. All right, and and, and believe it or not, Jeff, I really liked Oswald signing. I really liked the um, uh, Lamar Miller signing. Um, I'm up in the air whether the quarterback or this guy. Believe it or not, because I like I really like this guy. Um, he was on a very good offense in Kansas City. Um, I think they got him at a good price. He is another guard. Um, he's only age 26. So the, the, the 
recent signings of the Texans signed a 24, 25-year-old quarterback, a 24-year-old uh, running back, and a 26-year-old guard in Jeff Allen, who gets four years for $28 million. Um, I, I really like this signing because the fact is they needed a, 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 a good guard uh, to replace Brandon Brooks, and he got him. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it, it looks like there's a lot of good moves, but, you know, uh, they don't always work out well. But, uh, you know, and it's uh, – there's going to be uh, some more uh, musical shows going on, I guess, uh, from this week to next. All right. And then uh, um, two more, and they, and they have to do with tight ends um, before we can close this show out. Um, both going to offenses that are not afraid to throw to the tight end, um, ironically. Um and, and what I'm saying is this. Let me just find this guy real quick. I just had him and I lost him. Um, where the heck is he at? Come on. There he is. Uh, uh, he's going from the. He's going from his college roommate. He's 27 years old. He's strictly. He's gotten better in blocking, but he's still really basically a a receiving tight end. Uh, going to a offense and a quarterback and a head coach that is not afraid to throw to the tight end. Um, he's going to the Saints, five years, $36 million. Kobe Fleener is a much-needed athletic pass-catching threat, and he's a great fit in that Drew Brees um, and, and the Saints offense. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, that looks that looks like a could be a very good deal. Fleener might be able to really bust out because uh, you know they uh, there was the other tight end um, uh, name escapes me. Uh, even though they used a lot of two tight end sets uh, with Indianapolis, but uh, if he's the main guy, he could put up pretty good numbers there. So uh, I'm sure he's going to be going pretty high in the fantasy drafts. Well, speaking of another guy. This guy, I think, is going to have a hell of a year, too, because all the offensive weapons they have on this team, and this guy is jumping on this team, very athletic, only 25 years old, got sporadic um, use because he was in front of a, a um, future Hall of Fame tight end. Um, he's going from the Chargers to the Steelers for four years, $20 million. I think they got him at a very good price because I think he, he, he he's going to have a – a very good time replacing Heath Miller in Pittsburgh. I'm talking about the tight end, Ladarius Green. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, I know what a great player Gates is, but, you know, he's got a lot of mileage. I'm surprised the Chargers didn't stick with Green and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and you know, try to politely say to Gates, you know, uh, his time might have come. And uh, I'll tell you, you know, Heath Miller retired recently didn't get a lot of publicity, but a, a very good dual-purpose tight end, and there's not a lot of those. You know, most tight ends are either good blockers or good receivers. He did well at both, uh, and there were times where he had to help out the line, and uh, it hurt his receiving numbers, but a uh, very good uh, dual-purpose tight end, uh, and, uh, you, know, uh, you know, you know, you don't hear about the good guys at the NFL, but he's one of them, you know. You, you only right. hear 
about the bad guys. But that's, you know, that's the way the media is. That's the way human yep. nature is, unfortunately. Yep. All right, Jeff, we come to the end of the show. I know people, I may have left out some other uh, name uh, um, free agents, but those are the ones that I w- wanted to talk about. Uh, those are the ones that I think are most notable. Um, sorry if I left anybody out that happens to be on your team. It wasn't done on purpose. Um, tune in next week, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll, Jeff and I will be here again um, holding down the FSP crew, and, and this is the F- FSP crew show. Before I step step away from the mic and close this thing down, um, I'm going to ask Jeff if he's got some parting shots before we leave here. Yeah, this is, uh, for some fans, this is a good time of year because uh, y- your team could really improve in a you know, a few hours. I think the the excitement is going to die down a little, but uh, I'll tell you, with the Giants, everybody was saying they were going to draft that defensive end from Eastern Kentucky, who I'm not quite high on. Now they don't have to. Maybe now they could get, you know, uh, someone else very good where they're drafting. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good time to be a Giant fan, but don't want to get overexcited. So, and – not saying much, but they might be the best team in the NFC East. So let's hope for a comeback here. Well, I think if they shore up their their defense like the um, actions that took place yesterday uh, um, come to fruition, uh, they should definitely be because they would have um, weapons on weapons on the offensive side of the ball with a stout defense um, and. If you look at the other three teams that are in the um, NFC East, um, either they have a decent offense and not so decent defense or vice versa. So if you have a balance on both sides and you are um, that much more ahead of uh, your opponents in your division. That being said, thank you, Jeff, for joining me this uh, uh, Thursday night. Enjoy the rest of the weekend, people. Uh, Be safe. Um, I think the, whatever celebration that may happen uh, over the weekend, enjoy it, but don't uh, abuse it. And tune in next week, and we're out of here. Uh, as soon as I can find what we're, all I need to find. There it is. See ya. Yeah. Mr. Encore. Fantasy, sports, and politics. Crew. Yeah. Check. Fantasy, sports, and politics. Ain't no other talk show hot as this. Cover every sport and we get it all right. Log on the site, you can listen tonight.